TV. Like ruin her sensitivity with like some of these like ultra powered <laughs> ten thousand vibrator shit like that. If you just like if you 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 at home and you got a three day weekend, you just going at it. Boom, 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 <laughs> like can you like throw your sensitivity off if you don't like nonstop? I would be thrown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what did you expect? That this the royal family, like they, you know, what I'm saying yeah. they've been in power. Right. Yeah, they for, make no mistakes. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no they it was like, how, what, what, so, so it's like, okay, okay, you come in here, you having uh, a baby with the prince. It's like, of course, they're going to be like, hmm, what if he doesn't look like us? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on TV and just be like, oh, they're racist. It's like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, I, I don't see, like, it's like, how, okay, I, so. it's like there's a, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what are you, what's going to, what are they going to be reprimanded for this now? Like, what's somebody going to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know. Does, uh, how much does desire play a part in orgasms? And then um, stay with me on this second part question. Um, health, like overall health. Yeah, overall health. Um, and then like with your diet and the tasting of orgasms, you know what I mean? Yes. You know the pineapple juice theory and all that good stuff. So I just, did y'all see um, in China, they, uh, in China, they, the and the swaps. I, no, I, no. <laughs> I, I, didn't I didn't see that. I wasn't going to talk about that. Well, oh my China. goodness! <laughs> I was talking about uh, China. If you go to China, you gay, bro. If you go to China, you gay. <laughs> it's mandatory. It's mandatory. You try to What's the point oh, of it being man. anal? Oh. Like, why does it have to be <laughs> anal to be mandatory? Too. That's. No one's been touching your prostate, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Touch mine. Yeah, we can skip that one. <laughs> we can skip that one. Mine ain't touch. Lips that touch swine would never touch mine. <laughs> 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 mm. Okay, okay. Oh, so, so you guys can eat groceries, but we can't. Hold on, uh, you can eat groceries. I just don't sell that at this store. <laughs> 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Flight Room Podcast, episode number 47. I'm your host today, Lighthouse. I'm with my bros, Remy Please, Concourse P, hey. Say Al, and my actual blood brother, our special guest today, my brother <laughs> Antoine, the credit plug. Uh, um, right now, you know, um, actually today was a big day for a lot of people. Them, them stimulus checks that got sent out. And um, I know a lot of people were thinking, you know, what they want to do with that. And um, I think you'd be the perfect person to, uh, you know, give people some advice what to do with their stimulus check. So 
we can before we get into the whole credit thing, I think that'd be a good topic to start with. So, uh, uh, Antoine, what do you what do you think? Um, you know, what people should do with their stimulus checks? What's a good way to go about it? Hold up, Marcus. Hold up, Marcus. Sorry, I don't mean to uh, jump in real quick, but Antoine, tell us a little bit about yourself and the Credit yes, Club, man. so that we, so for oh, the people yeah. who don't know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, Marcus knows. Uh, Marcus knows too much. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have a YouTube channel uh, where I teach financial literacy. Um, started probably back at the the end of 2019, like the fall of 2019, around September, and just putting out videos and, and really, you know, kind of where it started uh, with credit. You know, I started to, you know, go through life. You know, major life events, whether that's you know, trying to uh, rent an apartment or or finance a vehicle. And I realized that I was encountering a lot of roadblocks, you, you know, during, during that whole uh, sequence. So I went through this phase where, you know, I was um, just going, I would drive out to different banks, sit down, talk with them, get an understanding of what their underwriting process was like. So instead of just applying to different places and, and not kind of knowing what to expect. I wanted to really gather as much data and information to make an informed decision. So I went through this process and I would say, you know, for right now for the better part of, you know, six, seven years, really just gathering firsthand information. So one day, uh, this was back in the beginning of 2019, I sat back and I was like, wow, I remember where I was at, you know, one point where, you know, I was, uh, you know, knee deep in student loans, uh you know collections all that you know stuff on my credit to the point where i was then where i was able to to just go about you know collecting information and actually implementing that information with myself so i decided that i was going to bottle up all that information and share it with other people because i felt like if i'm able to to kind of you know go through trial and error make mistakes learn from it then if, if I'm t teaching that to somebody else or, or sharing that information with somebody else, then it's going to reduce the learning curve for them and put them in a whole different situation, whether, you know, they're trying to get uh, funding for a business, whether they're trying to purchase a home or, you know, w whatever you would use credit for. So I decided just to start putting out information. Um, our channel has grown. And um, and yeah, I mean, that, that that's that's really how it kind of started out, but it's kind of morphed into something else where you know it's a community now and um i, I i've noticed too just with uh building and, and putting out information delivering value on social media you know it's definitely came back you know a hundredfold um and so now yeah it, i mean it's a full-blown brand and you know we're, we're growing each and every day and um you know one one thing i will say about you know just a short journey because like i said i mean my brother could tell you like when I had the idea, we were talking about it. You know, I purchased a camera and, oh, nice. and some, some other some other things. And um, it, it, it's just so crazy the, the the day and age we live in right now, the information age, how, you know, you could leverage social media to grow your platform and to, to really create an audience. And um, like I said, it's, it's more from me just putting out videos. I mean, I, I started off recording on an iPhone six, which I, which I still have right here. Um, mm -hmm. and it now has gotten to the point where, you know, financial institutions started to notice, right. And, mm. you know, reaching out. So now, now, you know, we have a ton of different affiliate partnerships and, 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 you know, brand ambassadorships and things like that. And, um, 
it, 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 we're now really able to kind of drive um, like a lot of traffic, for example, like there's been examples where we might do a review and that the website gets a ton of traffic, crashes the website. So it's like it, it's really morphed into to something bigger than me, um, you know, a movement, a community. Uh, you know, a lot of people are able to take the information, the free information and apply it to their own situation and, you know, be able to, uh, you know, get results and, and, and change their lives and also share that information with their family and their friends. Uh, just th things they, they may have never known were possible when it comes to credit. Mm -hmm. And kind of what, what we focus on, what I focus on is, is gathering data points. So like understanding like with, a, with certain financial institutions, right? uh what what credit scoring model do they use what's their business model right what uh what types of customers are they are they trying to attract because that's one thing you know the, the the average consumer may not understand you know there's different levels there's a hierarchy within the financial and banking system so you might not know you might see you know commercials growing up you know capital one bank of america xyz you know all the major banks but you may not know that those banks have specific business models in terms of who they're targeting, the types of customers that they're trying to attract. So what I've actually been able to do is, is um, identify not just big banks, but credit unions, community development, financial institutions, minority depository institutions, and even more recently, a lot of fintechs. Uh, so fintechs are really changing the game right now because they're, they're, they're using, uh, you know, methodologies and technologies that are, are, are more uh, attractive to a younger gen uh, demographic um, in the younger generations like millennials and even Gen Z. Uh, so part of what I try to do is, is extract that information, research. Um, you know, I, I speak with different, um, you know, fintech CEOs, uh, underwriters, bankers, and, and just try to extract information so that, you know, before you, you know, walk into a particular uh, financial institution, let's say if you want to get a loan for a car or, you know, purchase a home, you understand, okay, they're going to use my middle uh, mortgage score or they're going to use, you know, FICO 8, FICO 5, you know, whatever it might be. Or this institution might focus more on debt to income. This institution might focus on prime credit or this other institution might have products that are more for, you know, fair subprime credit. So it's really just kind of informing people so that they can make the best decisions and and uh, not waste time when they're going about on their credit journey. Um, you know, we talk about different strategies to, mm -hmm. you know, build build up build up uh, you know their credit profile, um, you know, best practices and things like that. So we, we just try to inform the people with uh, as much information as possible uh, so that they can make the best decisions. So that that's really um, that's really kind of what I want to focus on. Um, one thing I realized with growth, it's you can't do everything right so when we when i first started out i was uh because the, the thing with social media right when you don't have that many that that big of a following people don't really believe in the things that you're saying until they start to see other people uh yeah. you, you, like you like you know what i'm saying so at true. first but at first what i was yeah what, what i was doing at first because you you pretty much started from nowhere like you know what i'm saying and and you just you search your inf information and going out there now you've been able to build this level of a platform where, you know, you can say the same thing to me, but now you have such a platform that you'll be attracting, you know, people from all around, like your credibility is higher now. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different from you just talking to your family. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's important. 
Right. So, so you know, starting out, you know, trying to make a name for myself, because because remember, I, I even um, you know worked a lot in financial institutions. Like I worked for you know uh, a nonprofit financial institution. You know, one of my first internships while I was in college. You know, and I was working with the the, the portfolio managers and and, and uh, the underwriters and stuff like that. So I had a little bit of information, but back then. I didn't see the big picture. It, for, for me, it was just a job. You know what I'm saying? Until later on in life, you know, I kind of I was like, okay, so that's how you know deals are put together and things like that. So um, I, I had, a, you know, I had information before starting the platform, but of course, like I was saying, people don't believe believe in you unless they see see uh, that you have a, yeah. a support behind you. So uh, what I I started first off on Instagram. So I was on Instagram for whatever reason, they just kept deleting my, my accounts. So I was like, man, forget this. Let me just start on YouTube. And, um, you, you know, I was able to, to build up more on there. And uh, now I, I realized too, just even in the, in this digital age we're living in, just different ways of, of, of monetizing, right? Um, it, it's a whole different, uh, you know, what this whole journey's kind of um, opened my eyes to is that we're in a different age, right? It's not the the industrial age, right? We're in the information age where, um, you know, all you really need is 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 uh, technology and an idea, and you could, you know, just just jump off with that. Um, and so th that's really kind of opened my eyes too to just kind of the the way of thinking coming up, right? Uh, you know, go to school, go to college, you know, graduate, get a job, you know, work, whatever. Um, just this whole journey has kind of uh, opened my eyes up to the possibilities that are out here because, you know, technology, social media has definitely, I would say, lowered the barriers of entry that, that would have been present even, hmm. let's say, 15, 20 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. you, you know, like like back in the day, you know, if you wanted a, a website, you had to hire a team or if, if let's say you wanted to um, uh do you know, build, yeah, do a <laughs> podcast or, or build an app or something like that. Yeah. Like you like like it's even open my eyes like like you have people. Right. Um, like I, I had a VA uh, working overseas. Right. And doing web development, stuff like that. And they're doing high quality work for a fifth of what it would cost here. So it's just like there's so many systems in place right now for everyone to succeed. And so I think now is a great opportunity, you know, for this generation and, and the younger generations, especially, I, I would say, because they've been brought up completely in, in this digital yeah, age for, 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 you know, for them to really, uh, you know, progress and get ahead. And um, I, I'm really excited about the future, um, you know, when it when it comes to all of this. And uh, I would say when it comes to the credit fi and, and financial information, it, you know, it's it's been around, but it really hasn't been proliferated, right? Because now right. you have platforms like YouTube where people can just hop on and, and give you their uh, th their firsthand experience or data points. Um, and so now information is readily available. So, uh, it, you, you know, it, it's able to, to really liberate people and, um, you know, bring people up, you know, uh, you know, if you're willing to take that information and apply it. Um, so that that's really you know what what my mission is with the channel, um, just just really helping people and and providing as much information insights and then uh, some of the conversations and perspectives that I'm able to have with, uh, let's say if I'm talking to a fintech CEO who's you know building a new platform where um, they're going to be able to 
uh, you know, provide business loans to minorities or um, they have a new app that's going to help people build credit or manage their finances or do their taxes or, you know, things like that. It's it, it, it's a very interesting perspective. And, and I'm glad that I'm able to kind of share it. Um, I would say, you know, a lot of people who, who follow our, our channel, um, you know, identify with us. Right. You know, African-Americans. Um, so so I think it's really, really helping a lot of people, especially especially in our community, um, just like come that. up. So. I like that. What, hey, so so, what do you think is like the biggest like misconception? Because like, with some people like um, credit is kind of like um, kind of like the boogeyman. Like, oh, I don't want credit cards, or you know, what I'm saying I don't want uh, collections. People calling me and stuff like that. So, what, what do you like at the most like credit 101 type, you know, thing? Yeah. And I also hold on. I wanted to add too. Yeah, people do have that misconception. Like, you pay your bills on time, and your credit gets higher. So yeah, if you can clear that up for some of them too. Sure, sure. So, mm -hmm. I think I think that misconception though is um, is something that, that that was passed passed down. Like you know, yep. don't get into credit. Credit's evil, but it's really and and, and there's a there's a guy uh, you, you guys probably heard of him, Dave Ramsey, right? He's he's anti debt, doesn't believe in credit cards, things like that. I think when 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 people have that that idea. Uh, a, a couple things, right? One is looking at looking at credit in in terms of you know overconsumption, consumerism, right? Because um, let's be honest, the average um, you know the average person, if if they get let's say you know a credit card, the credit card companies are smart, right? They know people, you, you know, like we live in a, a very consumerism, uh, materialistic society, right? Um, and, and that's one thing I struggle with with my subscribers because I know, yeah, I'm giving them information on how to obtain it, but not everyone's going to use it in a responsible manner, right? And I'm always saying, you know, obviously don't don't over don't be over leveraged, don't use more than what you can't repay. Right. Um, so so I think I think people are right with, with like when they're saying you know don't get credit and and things like that when they're talking about the average person, but credit you know for someone who's responsible someone who has self-control someone who you know isn't going to just over consume and, and get in over their head hmm. then it's not a problem right um if, if you're already responsible if you're already you know managing your your finances and things like that then i think it's okay um just to have in your back pocket right um and, and the same with me like i have enough credit that I, I'll, I'll never ever use all of it you know what i'm saying but it's it's good to have just on the sidelines because one thing i will say is I, i've been in situations where an opportunity presented itself you know mm. where i would need you know access to you know uh you know thousands of dollars to to to, to seize an opportunity but um i wasn't able to because i just didn't have the the the, the, the funds to do it yeah. so so my whole philosophy is, is, you know, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And so I've even just seen just with, with having access to credit, um, it, 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 make, it can make things much more efficient. Right. And, and I can speak from personal experience because um, I used to ride the bus. I used to ride the I, I used to have a job where I worked night shifts Sunday. So I, I, I went to school. I went to University of Maryland. So I was I was in College Park. And I would go all the way to Rockville, 
Sunday, you know, single tracking. So it was a it was a three hour commute one way, mm. one way. And then in the morning, it was probably like another two and a half hours. So I remember just like sometimes even walking in the snow. And then I'm thinking like, man, this whole time, if I had a whip, if I could just go have a whip, I could just go from A to B and it would just make my life so much simpler. Or um, or or even just having to um, like I couldn't even rent a room. I couldn't even rent an apartment. I had to go on Craigslist and and like you know what I'm saying because I couldn't yeah. go through a, a normal management contract. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it, like I realized that like having access to it makes makes things much more efficient. Uh, yep. But to go back mm-hmm. to, to to your question, I think you know that assumption about you know credit being a bad thing is is really. Um, for people who, who don't have the self-control. And that's going to be probably more people than than not, unfortunately. That's um, what everything. Yeah. yeah. But 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 if, but if you're someone who's already responsible, if, if you have self-control. Compulsive I, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a problem. But just the way things are, like, like um, and, and, and I'll admit, when I was younger, I was more, I would say, materialistic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now in my 30s, it's like the same things just don't, like, like, I never get to the point where it got out of control. Um, and then the second thing about that, I think another reason why um, some people have that, and I would say in in the African-American community, mm-hmm. it's it's generally with older generations because, you know, hmm. I would say our grandparents, things like that, in their time, credit was much more discriminatory, yeah. right? Because you had redlining, uh, you know, banks wouldn't lend, um to, to you know to certain areas and stuff like that so i think they were kind of scarred from that and just had a natural mistrust of credit uh so 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 you know with that regard um and then Con- uh, concourse peter to get to your question um about people just you know paying their bill paying their bills on time um expecting their credit so so right paying your bills on time so 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 Payment history is is the largest component of your credit score, uh, but there's there's other factors as well that, that that go into. So aside from payment history, you have you have the average age of account, so how long you've had uh, credit, and um, there, there's different there's different uh, components to maximize that. So uh, on time payment percentage, you want to be at 100% because even uh, let's say 98% on time payment. Let's say you have uh, 100 payments on your credit report. If you miss one payment, you drop from 100 to 99. And so uh, even 99% on-time payments is not good. 98% is considered is considered bad payment history. So Damn. the margin of error mm-hmm. is very small when it comes to payment uh, percentage. Um, and then you, you also have, you also have um, the number of accounts, right? So if you have less than five accounts on your credit report, that's considered a thin profile. And now to maximize the, the, the categories in, in credit, right, um, there's different thresholds. So you have less than five accounts, you have less than 10 accounts, and then you have, um, you know, over 21 accounts. So if you have over 21 accounts, that's basically demonstrating that, that you know, you've been able to, to manage credit responsibly. So there's different components. And then in, in addition to that, there's different credit scoring models, right? Most people probably use Credit Karma to, to, to yep. check their credit score, right? But Credit Karma uses what's called Vantage scores, and Vantage scores aren't even used by most lenders. Most lenders use FICO scores. Yep. Now, with FICO, you have different versions. So, like I was saying earlier, when when I'm analyzing um, or gathering data points from financial institutions, 
they might use different versions of FICO, but you might not know that beforehand. So uh, you have um, FICO 8, which is the most widely used, but then you also have FICO scores. You have your bank card scores. So if you're applying for credit cards, you have your auto scores. If you're you know, applying for, for auto loan, then you have your mortgage scores. Uh, and now uh, they have FICO 10. So there's a lot of different versions um, and they're slightly different because they weight certain credit information differently. Um, so on your on on the FICO, you have close to thirty or so different uh, FICO scores. Uh, so 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 that that's one thing. That's one thing. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, might might use you know these major you know Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, but those aren't actually giving you your FICO scores. Um, so so to answer your question, yeah, paying your bills on time is good, but then there's also other components as well because let's say let's say for example. Um, you have uh, one credit card, right? And you've just been paying that for years and years and years. And, you know, you might have a $500,000 limit. But then let's say you want a loan, like you, you want to apply for a loan and you need $20,000, right? Mm -hmm. So you also have what's called credit mix. That's the diversity of different accounts, revolving accounts. You have installment accounts. Um, and so having a good mix of accounts because it's, it's showing that, um, you can manage different types of credit accounts. So it, I would say credit is more kind of like a, um, it's like an art and a science because there, there's, there's, a, there's a delicate balance that you have to maintain. Um, but, but to answer your question, there's different, there's different factors that go in. Uh, pay, paying your bills on time is the, uh, obviously the most important, but um, the thing with credit, it's really about the, the data and the information and, and kind of, demonstrating that hey you know how to handle debt that's really that's really what it's about uh so like if you let's say if you you don't have that that many accounts um then that might not show that you you know you can manage different types yeah. of debt like depending on what you're trying to apply for so uh you might even see for example like you could have and, and here's here's another thing too i want to talk about credit scores because a lot of people focus only on credit scores and and and, and what i've seen was that there's other data points that that go into like a lending decision besides just credit scores because what what's really big now is um a lot of people doing uh what's called authorized users right it's basically when you piggyback off of somebody else's credit yeah, yeah so yeah, the, the thing about authorized users like 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 you know for example you, you might get added to an authorized user you see your credit jump you know 50 i've seen cases 120 points and people think yeah. that okay now i'm ready i'm prime time i can go Get, um, you know, my credit's A1. I could just go do whatever I want. Yep. But here's the thing, though. Authorized users, remember, it's not even your account. It's somebody else's account. So what I've realized is, and I've spoken to underwriters, you know, when they see that, because when they're looking at that, they're looking, they see that, okay, that's not really your account. So it really doesn't convey, even though your credit, even though it's manipulating the different components of your credit score, you know, mm -hmm. the, the amount of available credit, the on-time payment percentage, the age, it's manipulating all of those components, but it doesn't truly convey what your credit worthiness is. Because someone can have mm -hmm. zero credit at authorized users and get to a 750, 800, close to an 800 credit score with just authorized users, but it's fluff at the end of the day because it's yeah. it's 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 kind of artificial. That's yeah. been the that's been a loophole yeah. for for years. But what's happening now is the you pandemic, you know, and then there's a lot of fraud going on because people oh, yeah. people are starting mm -hmm. to catch on. You know, you got people promoting it a lot. So yeah. 
what lenders are doing now, there's this uh, fintech service company called Plaid. So Plaid basically um, enables like lenders to, to, to let's say you, you're applying for a loan, right? So like back in the day, if you know, if they're verifying income, they might ask you to send in some pay stubs or bank yeah. statements, whatever. But now, it, you know, they have an API where they can plug directly into your your your, your bank. So you, you literally sign in using your 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 bank credentials, right? Your log your login and password. It pulls in the data, it analyzes it, so it sees okay, um, this person said that they have uh, uh, you, you know a eight, they have an eight hundred credit score, but then you know that you know they're only making you know five hundred dollars a month or you know whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So there's additional data points now that they're considering. So it's going to be a lot harder with some of these loopholes now because what was happening was uh, people using the and, and and I speak to lenders all the time, right? Um, fraud is at an all time high right now, right? Because, you know, pandemic, people losing jobs, stuff like that. Um, and and so what was happening, right? So I told you how we would do reviews and, you know, some of these credit union, like, you know, major credit union websites would crash. And I remember I got a call, we did a review on this, uh, credit union out in uh, Michigan and, um, you know, small credit union, not even a, you, you know, so like, it's not like they have, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, yeah, like they don't have <laughs> right. like, like they don't have like a big like IT team on the back handling calls and stuff like that. It's like one or two people. So we dropped a video. So, so they they had a um, a, a credit builder loan, right? And it, it was no credit check, right? So one thing about one thing about our channel, right? That that's really attractive. Like when people see no credit check, it's just like people just jump on it so we did a we did a video we 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 did a video on it and um they got so many i think the video did i dropped it on a friday right so the video got about between friday and and monday the video got about seventeen thousand views and so i got a call on monday right and um i spoke to i spoke to the head of underwriting the head of marketing and they were like you know, can you please take down your video because we're getting swamped with so many applications mm-hmm. that it's, it's, it's interfering with their regular course of business. And so mm-hmm. I took the video, I took the video down and then they were also saying that they're dealing with a lot of fraud because people are, are doing what's called, it's called a CPN. It's basically synthetic identity fraud. Someone might take someone's uh, social security number, mm-hmm. maybe a, a child or uh, let's say like someone who's locked up or, or even dead people. Right or, or or just a flat out stolen social Damn, that Biden numbers. shit. Oh yeah, I so, heard them. I haven't heard how these scammers get down. That's all yeah. you need. So a credit card strip. Exactly. So so people, <laughs> it, it like it's widespread, and so people, and, and for whatever reason, it's become so normalized. Like people mm-hmm. don't realize that that's a federal offense. Like when you like when you misrepresent you, uh, who you are on a credit application, that's a federal right. offense. So it's so widespread so like sometimes i feel like now you know like we're, we're almost close to ninety thousand subscribers so when i was doing these videos Congrats. around thank thanks when i was on these videos with with you know three four thousand it, it didn't really matter because it wasn't there wasn't as many people applying but now i have to be you have to be mindful some information i can't even post because it could be used in, 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 you know, an ill, ill manner, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I can't control, I can't filter out who's taking the information, applying it and so forth. So yeah. that's another reason why like financial institutions are switching up. Um, and, and then even 
the credit the, the financial institutions are now telling the credit bureaus okay we see a pattern with these synthetic identities and pro profiles right because people are getting these uh trade lines um like uh, a couple called my jewelers club i mean there's a handful of them right i was going to ask you about those trade lines too later yeah so 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 people are getting them easily right because with with those types of trade lines they don't do a credit check you mm -hmm. just sign up you pay you pay your fee whatever and then it reports on your credit so yeah so, someone could easily just pay you know a hundred dollars and get a five or ten thousand dollar credit line reporting on their credit so it looks it looks like they it looks like they're a credit worthy person but it's really like like you're like you know what i'm saying so so it's like the, the lenders are seeing like a discrepancy like okay we're seeing a lot of people who are doing getting these same types of accounts so what the what the lenders were doing they put pressure on the credit bureaus to stop reporting those types of accounts so long story short um all of this fraud activity is is uh forcing the, the the lenders and stuff like that to evolve and and change up their uh change up their methodologies yep. and, and do a little bit more vetting because now um even the major banks what they'll do now is uh like like you can't get you can't pass like a a, a synthetic identity or a synthetic credit profile to like an american express or bank of america because they have all these different data sources on the back end that are verifying that so they'll they'll cross reference the social security number with the social security administration to see if that was actually issued to you so they're basically switching up uh you know given all these uh you know macroeconomic type of um things that are going on right now so that that's one of the big shifts i see uh just in the credit space so uh, i try to educate people on that and uh really um you you, you know I, I frown upon any type of you know fraudulent or you know shortcut i think the whole i, I think people are attracted to the scamming it's become so normalized because people see it as a shortcut like the mm -hmm. for whatever reason the shortcut the the get rich quick right. that well, just yeah. that just appealing yeah. to people Instant. like yep. you know yep. so mm -hmm. it, like like people don't want to go through the process of uh you know doing it organically mm -hmm. and i always stress like just build it organically it's not going to happen overnight you got to put in you know to, to get to uh 800 you know just through organically building that takes years right because um like i said like to, to to get the highest uh score with 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 when it comes to your average age you need an average age of at least nine years so it's like it's it's just Sheesh. not an overnight yeah it's just not an overnight process so um that's just you, you know some of the things going on right now in the credit space and uh i try to just you know steer people in the right direction right. don't get don't don't get caught up with the shortcuts and uh so uh, so like a, sh a shortcut um is it a good idea to pay credit with credit so you mean like uh like balance transfers and stuff like that or like, like, like pay off a you know credit uh, card with a credit card uh yeah mm -hmm. i i think i think if if you know what you're doing if you know what you're doing if you're leveraging right because like i have clients for example they'll uh they'll use like for example they'll, they'll use a credit card there, there's a there's a company called plastic right they um you can basically liquidate your credit card you can basically liquidate your credit card they charge like a three percent fee or whatever but they'll they'll cut you a check or whatever i think oh, wow. if you yeah i think if you're using it in the right way um like whether it's an investment like i, I have clients who they might take a get a business credit card so like with the business credit card it's different than a personal because a business right. is it's it's under an EIN 
instead of your, your social. I mean, you, sometimes you still might have to personally guarantee it, but it's right. it may not report on your personal credit. Uh, so with that, if you're leveraging for for that purpose, it's like I have clients who might um, use a credit card for their down payment on a, on a real estate property or, you know, mm. vacation rental, Airbnb, something like that. Uh, so, so, so with that, I don't think it's such a bad idea. Um, but, but generally speaking, I mean, if you're just kind of juggling it, you know, um, you know, juggling one, one, one from one to the, to the other, I don't think like long-term, I think, uh, I, I don't think it, it, it's good, but I mean, if, if you know what you're doing and if you're really using it to leverage, um, you know, you know, they have, uh, credit accounts where you get 0% interest for, you know, 12, 14, even sometimes 20 months. So, you know, if you, 20 months without paying any interest, you could really leverage that um, to, to, to come up ahead. So um, it, 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 it all depends on, on how you're applying it. But, um, but, but yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to want to plan in place before, you, you know, you kind of mm -hmm. just, uh, just go out there. Um, there. There's also lines of credit as well. Um, the, the only time I, I think it's a good idea to do that, like I, I have a strategy called like um, data manufacturing. So that's one way to like get higher limits on your on your credit cards is when let's say you have a uh, you have a credit card, you're using it, you're paying it off, you're using it, you're paying it off. If you do that multiple times within within a billing cycle, what it looks like to the to the creditors like okay. This person's swiping and they're paying it off, swiping, paying it off. They uh -huh. need more credit because at the end of the day, the banks, they make money from what's called interchange. So like when you go to the store, let's say you go to uh, Whole Foods or where, wherever, right? And you use your credit card, you spend $100. Whole Foods, the company, they're not getting that whole $100. They're right. getting about $97. Uh -huh. And then the, uh, the credit card company, the bank, they're getting what's called an interchange fee. So the interchange, you know, is usually like 2%, something like that. And then whoever the card network is, so the major card networks are Visa, MasterCard, Discover American Express. They charge what's called a network fee. So it's usually like five or 10 cents or something like that. Um, so I learned that, you know, when you're swiping a lot, institutions like that because they want someone who is going to pay it, they're going to use it, but they're also going to pay it back. Uh, so when you can demonstrate that, um, that's one way of uh, kind of manufacturing data, manufacturing spend. A lot of people also do that to like get these sign-up bonuses for credit cards, where mm -hmm. you know you might get uh, $500 after you spend 3,000 in the first three months, or mm -hmm. you know people use it you know for, to get travel points, uh, rewards, and stuff like that to redeem it for hotels and flights and stuff like that. So. So certain strategies like that, yeah, like like if, 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 if you know what you're doing, but if it's like if it's like you know you're 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 you know you're going on shopping sprees and <laughs> you're taking money off one credit card to pay it back. I mean, it it all depends because even nowadays too, things that used to be considered a liability, people are turning into assets. Like uh like like an example of that, uh, let's say like a like a like a um like a sports vehicle, right? Sports car. If someone's just driving it every day and not really using it, um, then that could be considered a liability. But nowadays, people are using credit to get these vehicles, and you might be able to put it on like Turo. Turo, yeah. Or yeah. even myself, I know, I know if I if if I just bought a sports car and start making YouTube videos, my views will go up and my ad rev will go up. So 
Um, yeah. it, 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 like it, it all depends on, on, on how you're leveraging. I mean, you could turn, you could turn liabilities to assets and leverage credit to do so. But I think it's really about just having a plan in place and how you're going to execute. That was kind of my question too. Like how, what would, you're, you're speaking to leverage, what would be the best advantage somebody could have? Say they're not going to use your program or any program. They're just going to go grassroots, try to build their credit up. What would you suggest they do in that process, you know, to actually build it and um, it'd be solid, like a solid foundation? Okay, so I'm a little biased just because the, the route that I took. So when yeah, I even was... Even if you are biased, give us, yeah. give us all the juice. <laughs> when I was building credit, right, um, like, like, you know, I had my nine to five job, so I had income. I had money, but I didn't have, you, you know, I didn't have the good credit. So what I, what I would do is... Um, I would use secured credit cards. So with a secured credit card, you basically put down a deposit. That deposit serves as collateral and you get issued a credit line in that amount. Can y'all still hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so so with the secured credit card, so so what I learned was that there's a handful of secured credit cards where after a certain time period, they'll release your deposit back to you. So you get your money back but you get to keep the credit limit. And sometimes you'll get a credit limit increase um, and you could either, um, you know, switch to a rewards card or something like that. So secure credit cards are good because the underwriting is not going to be as um, strenuous because, you know, if you don't pay it back, they just keep your deposit. So it's right. like the banks are already kind of. Uh, Maybe secure. federal use your, your savings as the. As, uh... Right. As a junk, yep. So yeah, I actually use uh, uh Navy Federal was one of the ones I used. Um, yeah, I put down like five hundred after about a year, it unsecured, it went mm -hmm. to two thousand, they gave me my money back. But then what you're doing with that is um you're you're getting your foot in the door with uh lower requirements. And that's what some people don't understand because right. I think some people when they think about secure credit cards, they're thinking, Oh, it's costing you, but no, you yeah. get your money back. So you're yeah. basically doubling your money. I did this with uh, TD Bank, right? I got my uh, tax return one year, about $5,000. I just put the whole thing into a, a savings account, got the secure card after eight months, like clockwork, it unsecured. I got my, uh, I got my security deposit back and uh, got to keep the credit limit. So I turned, basically turned my 5000 into a $5,000 credit card, plus I got, get, got to keep my money. So... Um, yeah. I, I think the secure credit cards is probably the best route. Um, nowadays, they have a lot of fintechs. You have like Grain, you have Tomo credit card where they're not pulling your credit. So you can get a credit card, a bank issued credit card, right? So um, I think bank issued credit cards are, are, are good. Uh, you also, like I said, you also want diversity. So they also have what's called shared secured loans where it's an installment loan. Because again, you need revolving credit and installment credit, right? Because it helps your credit mix. So you yeah. can do the same thing, a, 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 a secured loan, where it's basically like you put your money into a savings account, they lock it up, but then they issue you the money right back. So then you could literally use, the, use your own money to pay back the loan and it's reporting on your credit. So it's showing payment history. Uh, so I think those are the best organic ways to do it. And it's very simple, right? It's not, it's not even that complicated, but um then you have like these trade lines right uh my jewelers club hut and chase which actually got shut down uh my jewelers club stopped reporting to transunion um and then like authorized users but the way i look at those and i'm not knocking them because people still use those like if you're going to add your kids to give them 
let them piggyback off your credit. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you still need accounts where you're the primary account holder, not not a secondary because a secondary is like it's not it doesn't truly show your credit worthiness it's someone else's data uh right. but it's just it's just a little tr technique so i would say um the secure cards and then you could also look into the fintechs um i think those are probably net, like in 2021 like when i was building credit you know six seven years ago it was it, for me it was the secure credit cards yeah. i also did a couple of these like subprime credit cards with annual fees and high interest and stuff like that i think there's more options now but you know it i mean it it, it all depends like it it, it it it's definitely a cost to pay or, or you, you got to pay to play sometimes so it's like yeah you might have to go through that you know pay 40 50 dollars for annual fee just to get that account on your credit report and stuff like that but um but yeah to answer your question i think the, the most organic way is just to secure uh, bank issued accounts because uh, bank issued accounts hold more weight than like a store type mm, of account like right? uh, Walmart right. Best Buy um, well well I wouldn't say I wouldn't say like Walmart or Best Buy because Walmart is actually backed by like the a, Walmart credit card is firm through, through Capital One oh, Capital One okay. Capital One underwrites it so like Best Buy Citibank I think yeah Best Buy Citibank um, but I would say like let's say like a um, like one that's not backed by a bank, but that's not mm -hmm. backed by a major financial institution. I can't. What about PayPal? Money. What about PayPal? Uh, so PayPal, I actually have the PayPal credit card. That's through Synchrony Bank. So okay, Synchrony, yeah, Synchrony, yeah. Synchrony, so so those are all those are all legit. Um, I wish I could give you a, a good example. Um, like they have like um, like like the my jewel like the jewelry store types of uh, mm -hmm. accounts. Oh, yeah, right? like a credit. Yeah, open a credit card for like a jewelry store. Or something. Yeah, like yeah, something like like. like um, those aren't going to hold the same weight as a bank issued because the underwriting's very loose like loose with jewelry store cards they'll give anyone a high limit because they want you to spend the money um and, and you know that you know that they're they're overcharging you xyz and it's not the same underwriting uh uh that, that goes on it, it's very loose and lenders know that right it's not the same and then and then the types of banks and financial institutions that you have on your credit report also matter because as i was saying earlier you have different business models so like uh let's say chase or american express they're there if so if you have one of those types of accounts that means that you likely have a pretty good credit profile versus if you have like one of these uh like uh credit one or first premier or like you know like yeah like one of, yeah like one of the bottom feeders it's not going to hold the same weight because they're like all right you got yeah. <laughs> you got this 300 dollar uh not, not to not credit one because I, I have a credit one credit card but you, uh, that, just, you, that just shows you you fucked up in college yeah yeah so so it i mean th those things matter as well but but yeah the bank issue from like a reputable bank or or even a credit union uh just bank issued is going to hold a little bit more weight um so I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, like I, I, I got another question. Um, like I've heard, like if you have something like um negative on your credit report, it could be as simple as calling these, you know, collection or you know, uh, transunion or whoever, like whoever the holder is. It's easy as that to get it off your report. Um, so they have, you know, like like goodwill letters, but to be honest with you like if you still owe the like like it it all depends like every situation is going to be different but let, let's say if, if you owe 
you know, thousands of dollars, right? Um, I mean, like, like even if it's like a, I don't know, like an outstanding phone bill that you right. you jump ship on, or it it could be easy as calling them and saying, "Oh, this doesn't match my address." Like, is is that a misconception? Um, so when when you're disputing, right? So so he, he, here's the thing. Here's the way that um, creditors are actually able to report negative items on your credit report, right? So there's, um, and it's a combination of things, right? It's, excuse me, it's your name, your date of birth, and your address. So if if those things, like like let's say you have an, or in your example, let's say you had a phone bill, you didn't pay it, um, and on that account it has, you know, it has your it has your name, it has your address, your date of birth, right? Mm-hmm. When you're disputing, you have what's called a, a debt validation letter, where you basically are, are um, requesting that they prove that account belongs to you. So, when you're disputing that, like when, when you're disputing, or say, saying this account doesn't belong to me, th- there's a system called eOscar. So eOscar is like the the dispute system where uh, it allows people to. Um, uh, well, it, it, it's basically how the creditors respond to, to you know, credit disputes. And so if, you're, if, if the name and the address on your credit report matches that of the account, the, the dispute's going to come back verified every single time. Now, what people don't understand is that, and I work with a, a credit repair company that does, you know, a lot of the outsourcing. Um, what they do is before they even dispute that, they dispute different name variations so like if you have a middle initial right, right. um they'll, they'll get that removed uh or if you have old addresses on your credit report they'll get those right. removed because remember you need those three identifiers people think that all they need is your social and that's not that's not the case they need um i mean the social makes it more accurate but creditors only need your name your date of birth and your address so when you're disputing these accounts if let's say two of those three factors don't match up, let's say, um, let's say, you know, for example, I'm gonna use my brother. Let's say uh, um, on, on, on the phone bill, it's, it says Marcus J. Allen, right? But then on the credit report, it says Marcus Allen. Mm. I mean, there, there could be a hundred different Marcus Allens, which, which there probably are. So it's like, how do they know that? Great running back. One, right? <laughs> so, so, so part of it is like, all right, making it so that there's there's enough factors that don't match so if like the name doesn't exactly match or if the uh addresses don't match so like if that if if the address that's on that phone bill is not on your credit report you've manipulated enough factors that they can't really validate that that Mm. belongs to you so that's one of the strategies i mean there's a couple other strategies i'm not going to get into all of them but um there's several different ways of disputing information to have it come off your credit report um and so it it it, it, it'll also vary from different bureaus like some bureaus are a little bit harder to to get things removed from um and then it it, it's not as easy as some people think because like i i have a affiliate who i refer all of my subscribers to crown credit pro uh he the the owner's been in the business for 20 years and he was saying people think it's easy as just getting a template letter and and shipping out a letter and it's i mean because one thing you have to remember, all these template letters are online. The credit bureaus use machine learning and natural language processing. So like if you're using the same template over and over and over, right, they're going to they're gonna see a, a, a pattern of 
you know, the, the, the sequence of words, you know, because what people will do is they'll take a template, they just fill in their information and send it off. And I get a lot of people yeah. like, oh, man, I, I've been doing all these rounds of disputes. Nothing's coming off. It's because you're using the template. They'll see that and, um, you know, mark that dispute as frivolous. So that's one thing. Uh, working with a reputable company um, is definitely important. Uh, but yeah, I mean that process is a little tedious. I was I used to do it, but then I was like, I like it's I. It's kind have, of worth the fight, though. Yeah, I mean it, it definitely. I mean if you're doing it yourself, yeah, absolutely. It, it's definitely because um, naturally a late payment will be on your report for up to to seven years. Uh, a credit inquiry stays on your report for 25 months. That's crazy because that's like if you're a felon, that should last seven years. <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah. What, what some people don't realize though fair. is that. Like some people might have messed up their credit 10 years ago and think that their credit is still messed up. Whereas like all that information yeah. will have uh, you know fallen off or law, it, yeah. it's so easy to dispute it because by law, they can't report derogatory information for, for more than seven years. Mm -hmm. So it'd be easy. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even have to. It wouldn't even be a matter of proving the account is yours or you owe that or whatever. It's just like. This isn't this, you know, it's past oh. the, the statutes of limitations. And then even yeah. in certain wow. in certain states, in certain states, they have different rules, like in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, the statute of limitations is four years. So like after four years, you could dispute, let's say, a, a collection or something like that. And it, they have to take it off your report. So um, it, it, like like it, it all depends. But um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of yeah. people don't know that. Like um, and, you know, might might be, you know, living, you know, decades thinking that they their credit is messed up because they, you know, had some repos or whatever, you know, from 10, so, 15 years ago. But don't know that they're basically kind of at a, a reset. Yeah, I, I even know some people who's uh, student loans. They didn't pay their student loans at all after school. And then seven years later, it got completely wiped away. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I've seen that. For real? So, but, um, here, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. The thing with student loans, though, it depends, right? Private student loans and federal student loans are different. So, mm -hmm. federal student loans, even if they come off your report, got me. The thing, the thing is, it's the federal government. So, they, it never truly, like, like, even if it's not on your report, you would still owe that debt. But, like, with private student loans, it's different, right? It, it's not going to be. It's not going to be um, on your report. And then there's a certain time window before a, 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 a company has until they could actually try to sue you. So there's a there's a limitation to that as well. So like there's a certain time period, like if they don't come after you, then it's kind of like, you know, time is up. They can't come after you after a certain point. So so. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's like um Sometimes, like when you're facing like a delinquency or a default or something like that, is it better to contact them up front, or should you just like wait that time period if you know you can come out on the on the opposite end on top? I I think it depends on how long it's been because if if it's like at the six year mark, I mean you might as well just wait it out, right? But if it's like yeah. you know a year and a half in, it's just like all right, so this is gonna hold you back for another five years. So yeah, I, I think it yeah, I think it depends on, on different factors. How 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 much you owe as well. If, if it's like if it's like if it's like a thousand dollars, then you might want to try to but if it's like, you know, I know some people who, you know, they, they owe the credit card company, you know, thirty thousand dollars, then you know, that's a different situation. So yeah, I mean I, I think it's all gonna depend. I mean, one thing I, I always think about is opportunity costs, right? Um, what you can be doing 
with a clean profile versus what you're not going to be able to do with that kind of, you know, hanging over your head. All right. All right. So we got a, a, a comment. She said student loans are killing her chance of home ownership. There, there are programs where you can like, you know, uh, it's like kind of like income based and it, it really doesn't like affect your your uh, your, your overall credit score. Because like I, I'm definitely on one right now. And after I, I joined the jump, like my jump shot up. Like this this past year, I've been killing this credit score shit, so that's why I'm so interested in this job. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, there's creative ways. Um, obviously, yeah, they're looking at your your DTI. That's that's probably one of the biggest things, especially um, like nowadays. You know, you know, if you're going to grad school, whatever. Um, like I, I've I had clients cool. who are. Um, I'm gonna fix this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's one of our subscribers. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, there's situations where you might be a hundred, a hundred k in debt. That that's going to raise your debt to income. So, with like quali- qualifying for a mortgage, oh, okay. you got you got to be. I think mo- I, I think like uh, uh, the standard is probably like forty five percent DTI or whatever. Uh, but there are creative ways of getting into a home. Um, I, I'll talk briefly about this. This probably is going to be more for someone who. Let's say they um, they have you know they're they're in they have a lot of student loans so hopefully they have a job that's paying them a good amount so they have some type of uh, you know decent income uh, so what what you can do if, if that's a factor because it's it's probably more likely that you'll be able to come up with a down payment for a house versus being able to pay off your entire student loans so for example let's say if if um, and and here's an example and I'm just throwing out a shameless plug. I have a, uh, a, a, a a bank partner, right? They do um, they do like uh, lending, you know, um, for vacation rentals, Airbnb, like kind of turnkey properties, right? But th- this is for, for for this is like private, you know, real estate investment. So on the on, on the private side, usually you have to put down a higher down payment, right? Twenty percent. That's kind of the standard. So so they'll do like eighty percent LTV loan to value. So that means you're putting you're bringing twenty twenty thousand to the table. So what you can do is you can create a, a business entity an, an LLC, purchase a house, purchase a house where where, where you're putting down twenty percent, and then you can rent it out to yourself. You own that house under an LLC, but then when you're paying rent, you're paying rent to your company. And then like part of that payment is going back to your lender. So that's one creative way around it. And the thing is, the the lender that I work with, they don't do income verification. They don't check DTI or nothing. All you basically have to do is have a 680 minimum credit score and your 20 percent down payment. And, you know, but of course, like, you know, like it all depends on the situation, obviously, with like a conventional you can put down as low as three percent. So there's there's creative ways of, 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 you know, getting into a home. Um, even if you do have like a high DTI, there, there's creative ways to um, to be able to do that. I mean, you could also, you know, leverage, uh, <laughs> you know, business credit cards, stuff like that. If you don't have the 20 percent and use that and with the business credit cards, since they don't report on your personal credit, it's not affecting your DTI at all. So there's 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 definitely ways around it. So so you, you, you dropped a, yeah. a, a credit score number. You what would you say? What would you say is like a like an optimal, not even optimal, what's like a a solid credit score for like the regular Joe to um, aspire to? Um, Something that's like, you know, some solid, some standard, not too outlandish, just something, something yeah, to like, some something to like, you know, 
uh, kind of leapfrog you into, you know, uh, a position. Okay. Yeah, I would say, I mean, so this all depends too, because as I was saying, like everything, it's not all credit score based because there's other, you know, it, it's the depth of your credit profile. Uh, so, so it's a little bit more than that. Um, I, I'll say this, right? So when I was building my credit, um, I think, I don't know, this is probably six, maybe six years ago, six or seven years ago, I think my credit was in like the low 600s. And, um, you know, at that point, you know, it was really, that, that's when I was on, on the secure credit uh, thing and everything like that. But what I realized too, because I, I still had some derogatory things on my credit profile. Um, so I would say getting derogatories off is going to be the most important thing in regards of credit score because you could you can have a you could have a 700 credit score and still have a collection on your credit profile i mean you could have a 720 and have a collection but you could also have a 660 with no collections but just a thin profile because what what some lenders will look at is like if they see any because because what you have like if you have any type of derogatory you have what's called a delinquency indicator now the delinquency mm -hmm. indicator it's just like a yes, no, right? You have derogatories or you don't. And that automatic, if you do, that automatically puts you in high risk. Um, so I would say yeah. clear of derogatories is, is going to be good. It's, it's going to kind of position you because from there you can build up, you know, higher and higher. But I would say um, for, for, for most things to unlock, let's say you want to, you know, uh, get low interest rates, you want to be able to purchase a home. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and like I said, I hate using specific numbers because it's over generalizing because some people might think, oh, I got a 680. I'm I'm good to go. Uh, and that's not always the case because it's not um, it, it's not always this linear relationship. Like the high, higher credit score you have, the better it is. Because remember, I, like I had a client who she added her. She had an 18 year old son uh, added an authorized couple authorized users. He got up to like a 750 but she still had to co-sign a car for him because his credit mm. profile was so thin. But I would say if you're yeah. clear of derogatories, if you don't, if you have some of your own accounts, you've managed some of your own accounts. Um, I would say, uh, 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 you know, if, if, if you hit that 680 mark and, and higher, you know, a lot, a lot of things will open up for you um, in terms of like, let's say mortgages, stuff like that. Usually to qualify for the lowest interest rates, if you're like at a, six, a 760, that usually qualifies you for the lowest interest rates. Uh, and then every like 20 point decrease, it's like a quarter point, a quarter point percent, a quarter percentage point decrease in the rate. So, yeah, I would say, you know, to answer your question, I would say, um, you know, if you're at, if you're at that 680 mark and you have no derogatories, then a lot of things will open up for you. Okay. Yeah. So with um even back all the way back to that original question, um, you know, a, a bunch of people got their stimulus checks. They, you know, there's a lot of people in um, you know, uh compromised financial positions. What would you tell them, you know what I'm saying, to to do with that fourteen hundred to, you know, maybe boost them or put them in position that could help their credit and help their overall overall financial situation? So here's what I would do, right? All right, so you got, I'm just going to throw, throw a couple out. If I got my $1,400 stimulus, what I would do is I would go out and, and, and get some secure credit cards, right? Because, like, like I was saying earlier, for example, you have like Discover, a Discover card, right? You could put down $200 after seven months like clockwork, that, that $200 credit card limit 
will go up to anywhere between 1200 to 2000 2000 yeah. Na navy navy federal too you could put down 200 after and i think they're starting to unsecure as early as three months you could turn that 200 to 2000 so you still hey, you have don't need you yeah. don't you don't need uh somebody in the military to refer you to navy federal that's what people don't realize too like you can get in there like with anybody for real yeah what, yeah what was the first company you suggested uh discover discover yep. um you could put down a minimum 200 they unsecure you could go to navy federal put down 200 so so you, you've only used up 400 so far <laughs> you got uh you got um uh uh td bank um there's a state department federal credit union you can put down 300 they unsecure um so so that's what i would do i i, I would do that because then you still get to keep you still got your 1400 but then you'll also be building your credit and you'll have access to probably about you know maybe seven to eight thousand after all of those unsecure so that's what i would do with my stimulus check yeah. otherwise pay, pay down debt um you know and and um yeah yeah i mean just don't go out there and and uh you know splurge on, on, on things that aren't gonna um bring bring stuff back to you so i got a uh couple couple more minutes and then then i gotta i gotta dip sure. out but for um sure, for sure all right i got a quick question for you sure so in the event that like even not only just with the with the stemmy um but also like with big tax returns so in the event that you have like a big lump sum of money like that um is it best to pay off like in the event that you have some debt pay pay off some debt and basically close out a loan or should you just continue to keep the um or possibly continue to keep like paying the minimum balance um i know it's probably dependent upon your situation but pay off uh either base basically pay off or or should you possibly even consider like putting some towards it but then also um like maybe invest in some of that money you know what i mean if, if that makes sense yeah yeah I, yeah i would say you know definitely paying paying down as much as possible um i mean if you have an account that's in good standing uh because one of one of the downsides is if you close an account out temporarily it'll lower your credit profile because it's no longer active but yeah definitely paying it down and um you know pay, pay, paying down your debt is always going to uh you know just just give you more peace of mind so that's definitely something that i would recommend as a matter of fact i did a poll the other day and um asked people what they were doing with their stimulus and i think about 48 percent of the people said they were going to invest about 20 percent said they were going to pay down debt i think maybe like three percent said they were going to uh, go shopping so fuck it all yeah but you you got good uh hey, that's you, you got that's you got some you got a smart crowd so that's not that's not the majority okay one more question um uh the whole um hard pull versus soft pull thing like is how much do people need to take stock in that um i i think um like the soft pull definitely gives you a uh like before you go ahead and waste the hard pull like if, if you do a soft pull first at least you'll know and what are some examples of, of a hard pull so a, a, a hard pull basically is when um, it's showing up on your credit report, right? Uh, mm -hmm. A soft pull doesn't affect, it doesn't negatively affect, but like, you know, let's say if, you, if you're just applying to a bunch of accounts, eventually it, your credit is going to take a dip. Um, I think soft pulls are good because it gives you an idea before you move forward. Um, and so, and then with hard pulls at the end of the day, it, it, um, inquiries represent the smallest portion of your credit. 
So it, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, like it's uh, uh, inquiry is not going to tank your score that significantly. So I mean, I, I wouldn't be like if you're someone who's trying to build, I would um I wouldn't be too worried about it. But you you do have to be mindful of inquiries in a short period of time because it just looks like you're uh you're desperate for credit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So and like especially like you trying to do like let's say a Macy's or Best Buy, like little places like that, try to get credit. Those are like soft pull type places, right? Not necessarily. I mean, whenever you're doing a, a usually a pre-qualification is a soft pull. So they'll tell you before they'll tell you before that this isn't going to impact your credit. You know, you usually you'll see it. OK, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we covered a lot. Is there a program you like to promote or anything? Um, I mean, we got a question. Should should they go for a chase card or or wait and use other cards? Um, Chase has a 524 rule. So if you have more than five accounts within a 24 month period, then you're not going to get approved. So you probably want to get Chase first because they're new account sensitive. But again, Chase is for prime credit. So just make sure your credit is uh, is good. Okay, and then tell them where to find you on YouTube, uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, y'all can check me out. Uh, the Credit Plug, uh, just just search Credit Plug on YouTube. Um, it, it'll be the first thing that pops yep, up for sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Instagram is www underscore credit plug underscore com. Yep, and he's going to be in our uh description of this under this uh video here. Yeah, bro, I appreciate you, Antoine, man. This absolutely, is, absolutely. It's been a good yeah. Informative show. Informative, yeah. yeah. Had, honestly, <laughs> but aside from the sex episode we just had, yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't took a lot of notes. I took a lot of notes, and I think no, like, no, me too, me, me too. I'm literally about to go ahead and get a secure credit card. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. absolutely. You know, th thanks for having me. You know, um, it's been a pleasure. I gotta run because you know my wife is blowing me up right now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, 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 definitely. I, I shared it on my page, so I, I think some of, some of our uh, subs, uh, you know, uh, tuned in as well. So absolutely, uh, yep. definitely appreciate yep. it, man. And y'all have a good rest of y'all night. All right, too, peace, bro. Thank you, Antoine. All right, all right, all right, y'all. All right, fellas. Yeah, I feel empowered. And I think that's perfectly timing too, because you know, like most of these people, uh, that's all I've been seeing is how people want to fuck off the money. But that's what makes me sad too. Bro, I couldn't even sad. log on my uh my, my bank app today because all the, the stimulus money was coming in. I couldn't even log. I couldn't even do like regular shit today. Yeah, all the inquiries and shit. Mm, yeah, it's just like it makes me sad only because it's like, damn, y'all niggas ain't never had fourteen hundred. Like y'all never like experienced yeah. having a lump sum of any type of money, <laughs> to to where it's like it's, it's, it's almost like desperation. Like oh, I gotta get that so I can spend. Yeah, it. you, know hey, you, you seen uh somebody asked Doctor Miami how much for a BBL and this nigga oh said fourteen hundred. He said fourteen hundred exact. <laughs> <laughs> you already know it's about to be some know. fucking high ass. Oh, it's about to be some high asses. This is the summer. <laughs> oh yeah, these these chicks is going straight to Miami, hey, uh, Republic, and Columbiana. They getting it all done right now. Yeah. All done. These next three months, <laughs> the, the doctors is books, baby. That you before, can't even get before, it back. Before before uh, before the world opens back up too. Before right, right. They gonna have time up. to heal and all that. They coming out with a whole new look. Trust. Mm -hmm. Man, this summer gonna be wild, man.
Trust. Shame on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got what y'all trying to move on to? Y'all want, y'all want to touch on uh, the Grammys? The Grammys just passed? Uh, yeah, let, we can get to the I Grammys. I uh, watch Grammys at all? Not on purpose. I just I did. didn't even. I wasn't paying <laughs> Only a little bit, but I, I know, I know, I know like, what it is. The program. Yeah. I feel like it was like a lot of... Uh, it was pushing like, um, you know, the whole mask and I mean... The social yeah. distancing and stuff. It's, it's just like everything you watch on TV, like the NBA All-Star, like mm-hmm. people tables was far apart, but you're still there mingling. Yeah. You're doing red carpet. I just think, yeah, you know I mean, enough yeah. is enough, bro. This is enough. What, what about what about like uh, any performances stand out? So like, yeah, uh, I will say Post Malone, He, I mean, he performed uh, Hollywood is Bleeding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Hollywood is bleeding, <laughs> and he had a new hair. He had a whole new hairline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit threw me. Yo, off. why don't he always wear like? You seem like his whole his his like mannerisms. Those be like, where do you how he be like kicking his leg and shit while he be like doing it? He looks funny to me. He looks awkward. You know, he moved to like Utah and shit. To get yeah, he was out there. Yeah, he was out in Utah. Yeah. He be microdosing everything. Yeah, it was funny because like his first album had that like the intro was called uh Paranoid and he talked about, you know what I mean, like everything that was going on. Right. You feel yeah. like you feel like he's one of the one of the uh hip hop plants, like use hip hop to boost his influence and now he's just doing whatever the fuck. Yeah, and I also think yeah. like he's like kinda like battling that demon. Like he's he talks about the influence of Hollywood, but at the yep. same time, like he's right. trying to expose that the same it's like a weird like Parallel, or you know what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah, they're gonna get him soon, though. They're gonna get him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I, I kind of like Post Malone sometimes, but yeah, I do too. Just because he keeps it, he keeps it authentic. He's just a real, you know, down south like white boy. Like you can drink Bud Light, get tatted, like your mom didn't want to know. Yeah. What do, uh, what do y'all think about some of the? Uh, <clears throat> uh, what do y'all think? Actually, not even before I get to the awards, I did because I, I mean I. I Glanced a little bit. I seen the baby was on that shit a lot. Like he was getting pushed hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, and he was wearing a, a fucking that. Liberace suit. Yeah, you talking yeah. about the all white yeah. yeah, that John looked slammed like Liberace, didn't it? Yeah, he did though. Siegfried and Freud. Yeah. Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> he did all white. But all that's telling me though, the fact that he was on the Grammys on like to that level. Number one, he's a pop star now. Like he ain't right. no, but he's not. Gone hip hop star at this point, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll also say, I mean, does that do y'all think that that means that he's also like being, um, you know, promoted, like you know, as a top tier act in the industry now? Is yeah. is is this like basically establishing him as one of the top acts in the industry now? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? No, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I definitely think he put in the the legwork and like, I, I I like that he's his own entity. Is he's his own brand for real? You know, coming out of North Carolina, yeah, I, 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 there's that. nobody really like got no cosign. Yeah, really right, right. No and he he built it himself. I do, I do feel like that. But I do feel like uh, he's gonna be one of them influences, like the power that be like gravitate to and like hold on, like could, you know, use him to program and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this about the baby though. Uh, he's able to. Um, 
cultivate multiple audiences. So he's yeah. able, of course, he's able to get the streets. But then if you actually sit there and listen to his interviews and actually how he talks and like enunciates himself and how, how he talks about different things and like articulate some of the shit, like you, you're able to see how he's able to influence other people. And then also you you also uh, add in the factor that he was, um, uh, I mean, he's always in the news, whether it's controversy, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, like some type of... Right. Um, arrest or whatever like that always helps but i will say that uh the, the supreme court judges as his background singers that job was job. yeah job i thought that was tough you know another another performance i thought was tough little baby probably had one of the best ones i think you don't think that like crazy. promote like an, like anarchist uh you talking about baby little, little baby yeah why just because he was uh going going against the shit and he had like in the, um, the, nigga the performance threw how he was going against the cops and shit. And then through like the Molotov cocktail and they like dance right after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, I mean, I, I, goofy. I, I thought that was, yeah, it's always like a, a, a nice, powerful point and then it's some shit that goes left that happens in those performances where you're like, damn, what the fuck was that? That's what I mean, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, but I, I still like him though. I still like him a lot. Of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I like music for being music and then at the same time, you got to look at the, the imagery at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's why I liked it, too, because he was like, like I said, he was confronting the cops with like the whole lyrics and everything, even bigger than black and white. That's all right there. Is yeah. Thing. Say this don't look like this man right here. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that. a blouse in the front. That blouse in the front. <laughs> I already said that man can't dress. Uh, man, I ain't, but but, but I, I ain't mad at the baby either. Like, like <laughs> He came out of nowhere for real. He's doing his thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do y'all got to say about? Uh, I know. I mean, gonna say Max. Yeah. yeah like, like, yeah, like. I just feel y'all can't yo, tell me. I don't want to sound like a hater though. No, that's what I'm saying. You can't tell me wholeheartedly like she's on the same level as her peers musically, like talented. Like they had like Billie Eilish and. Uh, I mean, even like Roddy Rich, like uh, even Doja, Doja, even, even Doja Cat, all yeah. of them, like they, yeah. she's not on the same level, and they, it just feel like that whole bullshit that she went through in the summer is kind of like a consolation prize. With shit. Exactly, and you heard Tory Lane's new mixtape. He's he's talking a lot of shit on there. I didn't, I did not. Well, he missed her for real, but <laughs> yeah, he missed her. I, I understand. I, I know Tory. I know. But uh, I mean, I like Meg. I like I enjoy like you know what I mean certain jumps, but it's just it's just no way like she should be uh you know a three winning, a three piece winning something over you know said artist yeah and, and I'm not even tuned in like that so and that's just, the thing about yeah how I feel about her too like I like I don't look at her as like a a rounded artist like all these exactly. other people yeah, yeah yeah I just look at her like. I think maybe I just think it's just sex. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so when she wins stuff like that, like what are they pushing at the end of the day? Exactly, sex. And and just like uh, I saw people complaining about that, you know, like how the Grammys had great performances, you know, it's supposed to be a wholesome program and all that, but then it's degrading the females having the, you know, her and Cardi up there and yeah. all this other shit. Yeah, and I, I know sex sells, but you, you can have it. You can still have sex and still have, like, talent. Yeah. <laughs> like, that shit. That you shit. that shit tasteful. These, yeah. these, these joints was, like, really getting after it. That's why, yeah, I, yeah that's why yeah. it's it, a bad thing look. Is like a, a program like the Grammys is, like, something that you would feel, you would assume would be fam, uh, family-friendly. Like, oh, I can sit here with the kids and, like, we can watch the awards show. And it's like, you know, 
Yeah. But even the song itself, like compare that shit to like a song or any of the nominations ten years ago. Like it's it's no comparison. Like yeah. that joint is not <laughs> that shit is not it. Like I mean it's cool for the club and shit, but Grammys, like nah. How many niggas yeah. lost? You know what I mean? Everybody should be nominated if if that's the case. But you know they're trying to push Cardi too. They're trying to push yeah. her like real hard. Yeah, I don't want to mm-hmm. spend too much time on the shit. But yeah. So yeah, uh it, we we on the female topic. Um let's have like some I said ten years ago. Let's go damn, I'm about to fuck up some math. Let's go twenty years ago. <laughs> twenty years ago, nineteen nineties, you know, you home, you watching ninety sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And if you had to pick two, what are these, you know, nineties baddies? Which who you gonna take? You gonna take Laura Winslow, you're gonna take Topanga with those dreamy eyes. You're gonna take uh <laughs> hey, I, I ain't gonna lie, hands down, Topanga's in everybody, every nigga that was born like 80s, 90s, Topanga is in the in that top five, dog. You gonna take uh, who who's a uh uh different uh what was LL Cool J's uh in the house? You talking about uh, her? Mia Campbell? Yeah. Okay, you gonna take yeah, uh, that's, that's- her prime Hillary Hillary Banks, exactly. uh Kelly Kapowski, Lisa Turtle, Lisa Bonet. Who is, um, who is top right? Who is top right? That's the girl from in the house, yeah. right? No, yeah, no, 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 no. That's, that's uh that's not in the house. Um parent parent trap. What was the name of that show? Parent Barbara Town Parenthood. Parenthood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parenthood. Yeah, Tatiana Ali. It's always gonna, mm, you know, yeah. And then, uh, Kimberly, the Pink Ranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely put the they, Pink Ranger. But why they didn't have the Yellow Ranger up here though? Who? The Yellow Ranger. She black. Mm, oh yeah, the Yellow Ranger. Was one. The Yellow Ranger was Asia. No, the original, no, uh, Yellow no. The red, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 with her. That was where, uh, there was a black, there was a black yellow ranger. Well, bro, I, I ain't got the shit. This is what we got. <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah, I'm off track. I'll, yeah, I'm I'll just go. asking for two. All right. I'm, I'm really going in the 90s. Well, it's kind of tough. You, you said three, two, 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 two. 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 And two. I don't know why, even though Hillary, her character was so ditzy, like you, geez. you, uh. Hey, I will agree with you. Like, if you watch Hillary, like in movies, like after yeah. the fact, she was beautiful. Dog, and only rich men fucked with her. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not talking about her, her <laughs> Hillary Banks character. I'm talking about like after the fact. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I thought she was. She was nice. Major pain. Major pain. She was in another jump too when she had like kind of like a serious role. I forgot the movie. She was in classic. Yeah. Mm, classic. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that brown skin joint is classic. She wanted to make too. bacon in that. Yeah. Pick two, damn it. Pick two. I think I'm gonna go with, and it's it's fucking me up because they're close to each other. It's Topanga and Tatiana Ali. Oh. I want to, uh, you know, a whole smorgasbord. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear you. Well, mm. uh, but Kelly Kapowski was. Look at her. I'm gonna go there. with Lisa Turtle. I'm gonna go with Lisa Turtle and Topanga. Mm. Well rounded. Okay. okay, I'm I'm going with Hillary Banks and Lisa Bowman. 
Mm. And, but I like all shades. Don't get it fucked up. <laughs> oh, true. I see. <laughs> they gonna hate you for that. Like that. It's not like that. <laughs> Those are just my shows. Laura <laughs> fine as hell too. Goddamn Laura fine. All of them though. All of them real talk. You can't go wrong. At all. Except Mia Campbell, like I mean, after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. She, she had a rough. Yeah, I can't believe that shit. I remember I watched that documentary. I couldn't believe it. Like she was just. It's almost like unreal. That. It is. Did you Damn see her face unreal. after that? But like, uh, some of these jumps don't age good. Like, um, Lisa Turtle did not age good. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard. Neither did. Um, oh, I saw. Well, no, she's still doing commercials and shit. Kelly, Kelly's still tough. Oh, no, Laura Winslow, I just seen her. In the, yeah, Laura's still tough. Topanga's still so tough. So is Tatiana. Tatiana Lee's still tough. Lisa Bonet, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know the Pink Ranger probably aged a little. Uh, yeah, she maybe yeah. is. Just because she, of her. She probably yeah. looked, she was probably 30 in this jump for real. <laughs> she, yeah, real she, time. She's 32, 32 right there. She, 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 <laughs> she was to play it right off. There. Yeah. <laughs> But what's your two? Who you got Al? Al? Yeah, who you got, Al? Uh, give me Ashley and Denise. So Tatiana and Lisa Bonet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Tatiana probably she she had a great run. Yeah, Tatiana. She got that hair and she was like Even that, look at that cro- she yeah, reminded me of crop topping it, like just doing her thing. And, and mind you, we, we watched uh, we watched Tatiana grow up too. So we watched her go from the the, the baby Ashley on on uh, fresh Prince to actually grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Same with Topanga. Yeah. Topanga grew up in front of us, too. Yep. And Laura. Yeah, Laura Winslow. Yeah. yeah. And and Lisa, Lisa Bonet. Bonet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I Whatever happened to the top right, though? I don't I don't think I've seen her since uh, uh, Parenthood. She fine, though. But she was, yo, back in the day, yeah. She was. Okay, so Al, I got another question, bro. Shoot, shoot. Not to get personal, none, but to get completely. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here Is you go. a manscape type of dude out here? You a manscape type of dude out here? <laughs> you a manscape type of dude out here? Mad personal. Well, that person, that's real personal. Um, I've, uh, <laughs> Okay, so y'all, y'all know how I did the, uh, the Freedom Grooming commercial. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Check so my man you know, out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check me out, Freedom Grooming. Uh, just look it up. It'll pop up, I swear. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, so after when I did that, uh, it says it's, like, compatible. Like, you can use it on your balls, whatever, like, everything. Like, it, it doesn't go down to the skin. Like, I really tested this shit. So, uh, me in my manscape summertime, can I keep can it. Somebody send me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking about the freedom? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> summertime keeps keeps it low to bald to clean. You know, just because it's it's summertime, humid, hot, all that. You want you, you want it to flow right. Wintertime is more of a um, laid back situation. Uh, but I like to keep I like to keep it keep it clean. Not clean, 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 clean. Like high school before I even hit puberty, clean. None of that. Oh my gosh. I'm still a man out here. So here, cuz. 
Al, 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 you, uh, you out here? Uh, you out here, uh, breezing through the wind? No. no I, uh, I don't even know how to respond to this question. Um, and I feel like a no comment would not do me justice. It would, no, it I wouldn't. Was, wouldn't. Wouldn't be right. Um, so I'll just say I'm well groomed. Not too, not too, uh, not too, uh, too lavish or too, um, yeah. But see, I, I do it more for like perspiration purpose, like purposes and shit. Like keep stay dry, you know what I'm saying? Like reduce some sweat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to be musty out of this jump. Yeah, that's why I said summertime. It's like it's important to do that though. Real talk, it's important. Mm-hmm. But if you want to jump out in the swim trunks or something like that, you can't have that trail lean up. You can't. It, it got to all come together. It has to shave your nipples, all that shit. Make sure you're right. <laughs> oh, no. <nah. laughs> <laughs> hey, right, so I got a follow-up question. Do y'all, do y'all prefer your uh, other halves or whoever you land with to be, you know, Hell no, nah, we ain't getting off the subject. Nah, yeah, I niggas gotta respond first. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, niggas is not out of this. You got yeah, my response out. I, I think it's a seasonal thing. If I'm in the winter, I'm gonna keep a little, you know, cushion down there. But if as soon as that shit is like above sixty degrees, yeah, my shit look like uh like a boiled egg. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm hey. out here. That should look like it should look it look, it look like your uh now your grandmother used to have like them trinkets on the on the on the on the, on the, oh, wow. on the, the counter, the, the Faberge eggs. <laughs> hey, those were a little, lot of money though. Them little glass, them little glass porcelain eggs. Yeah, I'm out here. Wow. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. but, but I mean, honestly, you kind of got to now. Like, you see how these shorts and yeah. shit are made. You see these cuts and these clothes. You kind of have to uh, tame it somewhat. <laughs> You just do. You just do. I don't want to see no short shorts with something coming out of that. Oh, frightening. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, try to be clean. You know what I'm saying? Um, don't want to get you know too jungly down there and shit. But just keep it neat. You know what I'm saying? That's about it. <laughs> I don't. I don't be doing all that. Cut it all. Like, nah, I don't cut it all off. Shit, I don't fuck. With it. But yeah, that's it. Got you. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel faster when it's like, yeah, out the way. Yeah, I feel faster. Like, <laughs> but but the worst part about the worst part about the only the only part is the grow back is the bad part. That's the word because you be randomly itching and shit. You might you know what I mean get a little uh, scratch somewhere you don't normally scratch and it looks crazy. I don't I don't never like itch on a grow back. I like when I first do it. I kind of like have some, you know, I have an itch. It's just like, you know, I'm not used to right. being so clean. Uh, so clean. Remember, I used to say, you, you, you a squeaky ass nigga. <laughs> oh, squeaky ass nigga. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think what the trick is, like, don't use powder or shit. Use like a little bit uh tea tree oil, get you cleaned up down there. You can feel fast, you know. Like a like a, a Olympic swimmer, you just be swimming in that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that is important though. You gotta try to keep your skin moisturized because uh, you know yeah. that shit do. You will be itching like shit, and that shit's not cool because you could be out somewhere and you got scratch that itch and niggas think so. Yeah, but it looks so bad. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the, moisture, the moisture helps with like ingrown hairs and shit like that, too. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck all that shit. I don't like that shit. It's real. So, I was asking, do y'all prefer on y'all counterparts for that joint to be, you know, bald, waxed, a trail, a bush, you know, the little old 70s niggas like that fucking thing, woofing. Do y'all prefer, you know, how, how do y'all prefer that shit on the other half? Uh, I definitely prefer some sort of trimming, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I you can't be out here all, like, just with a full-blown bush and shit. Like, nah. Like, you know, just Fuck keep nah. it clean. Wolf. Keep, keep it right. clean. You know what I mean? Wolf pack. You know. I like that shit bald. Bald as fuck. I mean, I could go with that too, but I definitely can't fuck with no bush. Like a full bone, like you fucking like looking through this shit. Like nah, pass on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I like a little strip. Uh, if it's all the way bald, I just I don't know. We both can't be clean out this motherfucker. One of us has to. One of us has to take the L. But I don't want it. I have a crazy story about that hairy shit. I've actually been freaked out by like a whole like because you know like um. <laughs> When you first start getting into it, you don't expect that shit. Like when you first start having sex or whatever, and um, I don't know. It's just it was just one of those things, a preconceived notion. I thought every girl, you know, had like landing strip or like was bald or whatever. And like the first time you see a wolf pussy, though, I don't mm, know, kind of scary. Not even scary. It's, it's a little. It's, a, it's almost yeah, more like, damn, you weren't trying to impress me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that selfish? <laughs> nah, I mean, if you know, yeah, if she know you pulling up, and then yeah, yeah. I mean, Cause, uh, cause, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's out of nowhere, that's one thing. But if, if she know you pulling up, then yeah, take care. Yeah, of no, and that's why I said like I don't know if it was pre, if it was me or like because I was preconceived. Yeah, I know, like mm-hmm. if you look at her, you wouldn't think that. And then when I saw it, it like threw me all the way off because I'm like, damn, I thought she was more prepped than this. Mm-mm. And she had an attitude about that shit too when I said something. Like them shave cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even. Yeah, I don't. Need, I don't need no Austin Powers cat, the ball cat. But you know, nah. what I mean, just just maintained. I like that hairless cat. <laughs> the Look at P. There, there we go. go right there. Green use right there. <laughs> Boy, hit a. <laughs> And that and that is safe on your on your sensitive areas too. It doesn't cut down to the skin. I don't want to do another promo, but right <laughs> on top of the skin. So you could use this whole contraption on your drunk? You can use the whole thing, man. I, yeah. I, I you it's one it's one commercial I was like shaving a peach. They ain't even use it. And it didn't even penetrate the peach or nothing. It's crazy, right? Mm. You no, know, like the peach has my wow. balls. Yeah, crazy. All right, yeah. <laughs> ball, ball <hit> <laughs> I'm not, and I'm not ball for the record. You've been asking me that, like, nigga, I thought I just saw you away. I thought you, I they got lace front right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> nah, don't say that, man. Don't say that. <laughs> they believe you got, that. <laughs> you got a whole lace front. Man, did, we, did we cover everything? Hey, so, speaking of ball, um, when Ena at a restaurant, <laughs> I'm sorry, when <laughs> Huh? He said, "Speak." I was being balls. silly. Yeah. I was being silly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I laughed at myself. All right, when eating at a restaurant for the first time, um, which is more important, better quality or bigger portion? Uh, I feel like I like quality. 
I want the quality. But don't, but don't, don't you like when you if you go to like a, a nice restaurant and it's expensive, but then they give you like the food be good, Some but love. the portion be good. Oh, oh, Sometimes oh. that shit is annoying, young. It I is. Got, Even got, though it's good, but that small portion shit is whack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't I like thought, that shit. I thought you meant quality. I thought you meant like the, the service, the customer service, like the ambiance and shit like that. Oh, um, is that, what are we talking about? We talking about quality of food or are we no, talking no, no, about no. quality of Quality of food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree. Okay, I, 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 I retract my statement. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah. Of food. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking. I, I was thinking we were talking about quality of food, and and so I guess we're talking about and like making it. Of course, we're making it comparable. Whereas though, you know what I'm saying? Like the food quality is still remotely okay at the uh, the place with bigger portions. At, at, the, at the same thing as like the uh, damn. What was the question? Five star restaurant or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think the average person won't take the portion to be honest with you, because I think people when they spend <laughs> nah, money, it they still can be trash. It still can be trash. It still can be trash. Like, I mean, like it can be, it can. Be. But you want to leave satisfied when you leave a restaurant. You want to leave satisfied. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, like, all right. You, 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 you live in Moco, right? Uh, CC's. That's quantity over quantity that's yeah, that's that not quality that's a whole we like in my <laughs> mind we're not talking about you know we talk okay. about like decent so, restaurants you know what i mean so this is this is where my mind went automatically my mind went from like uh jerry seafood and then blue dolphin and Ooh, then like so, that's a good comparison that's a good comparison. so like with blue dolphin you already know you're gonna get a way bigger portion the food's gonna be okay it's not gonna be up to the quality level of jerry seafood however it's still Hold on, Al. So you saying Jerry Seafood got better crab cakes than Blue Dolphin? I think so. I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think Jerry's. I, that's what I'm saying. But 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 the portion that you get at Blue Dolphin, there's no way I'm comparing it to. Like I'm gonna actually go with Blue Dolphin. Yeah. So all right. So I don't think that's a good comparison because like <laughs> if if you go to like um uh. Like I don't McCormick and Schmick, right? If you go to McCormick and Schmick, that's a, a big chain restaurant. When they give you crab cakes, it's gonna have them little dainty peppers, and they're gonna be flat. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be the crab cakes won't be almost be like like a, a a thicker pancake. You know what I'm saying? And they're gonna be smaller. But you go to Blue Dolphin, the crab cake is gonna be tastier, and that shit look like two fucking double D's on your plate, like looking at you. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 it it, 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 it get, like it, it it got both. So you gotta find that like medium ground. So what about a place like Cameron's? I know you've been to Cameron's before. Yeah, yeah. I like Cameron's, Cameron's, so I think that's a good comparison because yeah. you're spending it, about like twenty five dollars a plate, but it's it's not like the highest quality of seafood, but it's still but it's a lot of food. It's a lot of food. Yeah, it's a lot of food. At Cameron's. Yeah, because they, they when they get you steamed shrimp, that shit is like they they pack that joint. They pack that joint with rice. They pack that joint with vegetables. But you know what I'm saying? Damn, I'm going to cameras this weekend. I have to. <laughs> the other thing like, man, this weekend, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's, it's not it's city. yeah, it's not the quality yeah, that stem showing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. But but you can go to like a, a a crab boil and you can get better shrimp. You can get some crab legs in that jump and you know what I mean some good sides. So yeah, I don't know. It's just I I think uh, when you go to some restaurants and they do hit you with that you know the super uh, like micro 
uh, you know. What what's can you think of one restaurant that, that give you that that gives you like food like that like it's good but they don't really um, give you like you can't think of the top of your head. I, I would say uh, what's that joint? Double Eagle Double Eagle Grill. What what's that joint? The uh, Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. Yeah, that joint is yeah, overrated yeah. like shit. Yeah, yeah. I know. I went there. It's overrated. It is. Yeah. Del Frisco is. I've been in that joint in uh, Atlanta. It is overrated. Yeah, that's for no damn reason. Yeah, like for nothing. Yeah, I've had steaks. You know, I like that double charbert. I don't know if you ever had that shit. It's good. They double charbert. But I think I do like closing down. From what I've seen, all the Del Frisco's I've seen them shit's been yeah. shutting down. I, I do like the smaller the uh, Del Frisco's grill. Like they got the like. That's what smaller, I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Okay. The smaller joint. Yeah. Yeah, I like that joint. Yeah, I mean, there's always like you know, like contemporary like. Dainty small restaurants where they give you like a small plate and give you like some uh raspberry reduction type, you know, goofy uh-huh. ass shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. No, nah, I mean that that's what I mean, like because you ever know then they like, try to mean, they try to push you with the whole ambiance shit. So yeah. that's why they try, yeah. That's all it is. <clears throat> That's all your girl wants to You know, like some places, some restaurants, they keep giving you like bread and shit to try to fill you up to get you up out of there. <laughs> you know, so even that is like, all right, does that, but it, it don't be like high quality shit, you know what I'm saying? But it just be mm-hmm. something just to put in your stomach so they can try to get you up out of there. So, right. Um, uh, or, or, or Char House, they give you small portions. Oh. Yo, so I was about to say that one. I was gonna say that, but the reason I didn't say Char House is because their ambiance is uh, amazing. Yeah. If you well, go I remember to, you told me about the fire. Never been yeah, there. if you go to Char, if, if, if you go to Char House, nah, Char, Char, House Char House and Arlington, the joint of Arlington or Alexandria, right. whatever the joint. And then yeah, but when you when you make when you make the reservation though, tell them to sit you by the the fireplaces. Like they got this all glass fireplace. You know, oh. with the uh, with the embers and you know what I mean, shit like that. Yeah, and only only like five people can fit in the area right. too. It's only like okay. right before you get there, let them know that though, so they can make that shit happen. But mm-hmm. sent you by what? The fireplace. The fireplace. Yeah. Fireplace. All right. It's yeah, on, the, it's on the right hand side when you walk in there. It's on the right side. Bro, it's it's worth yeah. everything. It's worth you can. It's <laughs> worth everything. I'm, I'm literally my investment coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, nope, it's worth everything, bro. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah, I know some ambiances, man. What, what what's that one uh Renaissance Hotel P? The, that bar? Yeah. A nice yeah, ambiance. The bar down there? Yep, yep. 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 And that's what I'm saying. That's so nice. You don't even think it's a hotel. That shit that shit was crazy. That's a nice little spot. Right in DC, right by Ooh, uh we should, Over Rising Center. There's so many Yeah, we should do it. Yeah. We should do like a uh just straight ambiance uh review. I got another Oh, no, we can. The uh what's that John? Is is the double tree the John and Pentagon? With the little rotating, uh, yeah, room. you you told that me about room. that years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never went there, but I remember you told me about that years ago. It's by the mall. Yeah, the the menu is not there. that strong, but as far mm-hmm. as like the ambiance, yeah. And mm-hmm. tell me you want to win Christmas City, seat. right? Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. And I got some cheap hotels out there too. Oh yeah, parlay, and. After you eat there, you know what I mean. You turn up, you know what I mean. You, you burn some calories, all that out there. <laughs> you want a late night snack? You got hit up the uh, uh, Crystal City restaurant. It's like an old <laughs> uh, 
kind of classy, kind of trashy gentleman's club, but the food in that joint is amazing, and they do pick up. Mm. Tell me, y'all, give me y'all gems out here. Mm. I want. That's up, man. That's I, hard. I know I'm we, we missed Valentine's Day on this shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, but it's all right. Y'all, y'all open a whole bunch of shit back up, so it should yeah. be a free for all for real. Yep. Yeah, so what we got here? We got here. We're gonna close out with um taxes. I don't even want to talk about taxes. <clears throat> yeah, that's a headache. Yeah. He kind of covered some of that though, he too. Did. With, yeah, um, he was already there. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll go tax expert on here. If anybody's tax expert and y'all see this and y'all want to hit us up, let us know. I got one. You do? Well, right. yeah. we're gonna have bring to them on. Bring them on. This tax season is right around that time, yeah. too. Yeah. Yep, and I it just extended like it. So yeah, let yeah, let's get out of here on, on cool ass. No, we you know we bossed up. We learned about some 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 credit, some financial literacy. You know, we trying to build the people. Last week we told y'all how to get a nut. This week mm-hmm. we trying to tell you how to get a buck. Um, <laughs> yeah, they both coincide with each other. Right, because you, you your, credit got, your credit got to be straight these days to get some of that cutting, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, go, they, go they do yep. exactly exactly right it's the right. fucking podcast um maybe you can uh with that stemmy you can get some of this merch how about it what y'all think about it 1400 we probably we, we don't even need that we don't even need all that right or come up for a nice 95 or if you want something for free i don't know if y'all know about this but we're giving away some free shoes, some Adidas, uh, Krusty Burgers. Look, I'm gonna play this for y'all. Oh, I don't have. Tell them right a little bit more about that. So we got a contest for our 50th episode <clears throat> that's coming up. So that's in the next three weeks. There will be flyers, video promo to enter the raffle for a free pair of Krusty Burger ZX 10,000 sneakers. With a flight room hoodie. How you? How do you so, win? Uh, you have to repost Ooh. the video clip. We we'll also have flyers going That's around. Professional. If you get, if you get more than fifty <laughs> likes on your entry, you get a double a bonus, like uh-huh. a, another entry, a double a double entry, pretty much for the contest. <clears throat> so two for one, two entries instead of one. Get that. Get them likes up. Spread the word. Have your people enter. Get you a free pair of shoes. It's free, bro. Y'all don't like free shit? Free, free 99. And we shout you out, show you the love, all that. Free 99 with the hoodie. Free. Yeah. Free. Go mm-hmm. ahead and get them live. For our 50th episode, we'll be doing a Simpsons-themed episode and also giving away a pair of ZX10,000 Krusty Burger sneakers. These come with a Flight Room TV hoodie. And here's how you enter. You have to screen grab this clip, post it on any social media platform, tag us at the Flight Room TV, and you're in. If your clip gets more than 50 likes, you get a bonus entry. Yeah, man, come on. It's free. Like, y'all don't like free shit? Like, come on, get it.
Collect yours. Y'all be on. I have them all day. Get some free shoes right. out of it. Oh, no, right. It's about to ramp up. I think and the they, closer and closer it gets to, it's gonna start getting crazy. And they a size nine. Like, come on. Like <clears> yeah. that's that's sample size. Y'all can flip that if y'all wanted to, or you can rock it, or you can gift it. I mean, it's free. Like, know some, some girls with some big ass feet too, and I ain't nothing. <laughs> I know y'all wearing elevens. Translates to a nine. Ten and a yeah. half translates to yeah. Let's go. Yeah, it's a flight on podcast. Yeah. Stay tuned, man. All right, peace, y'all. I'm gonna fuck with you. <laughs>